Part six of the Ultimate Weapon by John Campbell Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part six. Hello, Tom. The telephone rattled in a peeved sort of way. Yes, it is. What now? And when am I going to see you in a social sort of way again? Not for a long, long time. I'm busy. I'm busy right now, as a matter of fact. I'm calling up the Vice President of Farragut Interplanetary Lines, and I want to place an order." "'Why bother me? We have clerks, you know, for that sort of thing,' suggested Farragut in a pained voice. "'Tom, do you know how much I'm worth now?' "'Not much,' replied Farragut promptly. "'What of it? I hear, as a matter of fact, that you're worth even less in a business way. They're talking quite a lot down this way about an alleged bank you're setting up on Luna. I hear it's got more protective devices and armor than any IP station in the system, that you even had it designed by an IP designer, and have a gang of colonels and generals in charge. I also hear that you succeeded in getting rid of money at about one million dollars a day, just slightly shy of that. You overestimate me, my friend. Much of that is merely contracted for. Actually, it'll take me nearly nine months to get rid of it, and by that time I'll have more. Anyway, I think I have something like ten million left. And remember that way back in the twentieth century, some old fellow beat my record. Armor, I think it was. Lost a million dollars a day for a couple of months running. Anyway, what I called you up for was to say I'd like to order five hundred thousand tons of mercury for delivery as soon as possible. What? Oh, say, I thought you were going in for business. Farragut gave a slight laugh of relief. "'Tom, I am. I mean exactly what I say. I want five hundred thousand tons of metallic mercury, and just as soon as you can get it.' "'Man, there isn't that much in the system.' "'I know it. Get all there is on the market for me, and contract to take all the Jupiter heavy metals can turn out.' You send those orders through and clean out the market completely. Somebody's about to pay for the work I've been doing, and boy, they're going to pay through the nose. After you've got that order launch, and don't make a christening party of the launching either, why just drop out here and I'll show you why the value of mercury is going so high you won't be able to follow it in a spaceship. The cost of that, said Farragut seriously now, will be about fifty-three million at the market price. You'll have to put up twenty-six cash, and I don't believe you've got it." Buck laughed. <laughs> Tom, loan me a dozen million, will you? You send that order through, and then come see what I've got. I've got a break, too. Mercury's the best metal for this use, and it'll stop gamma rays, too. So it will, but for the love of the system, what of it? Come and see, tonight. Will you send that order through? I will, Buck. I hope you're right. Cash is tight now, and I'll probably have to put up nearer twenty million when all that buying goes through. How long will it be tied up in that deal, do you think? Not over three weeks. And I'll guarantee you three hundred percent if you'll stay in with me after you start. Otherwise, I don't think making this money would be fair just now. I'll be out to see you in about two hours, Buck. Where are you? At the estate? asked Farragut seriously. In my lab out there. Thanks, Tom. 
McLaurin was there when Tom Farragut arrived, and General Logan and General Jehardy. There was a restrained air of gratefulness about all three of them that Tom Farragut couldn't quite understand. He had been looking up Buck Kendall's famous bank, and more and more he had begun to wonder just what was up. The list of stockholders had read like a list of IP heroes and executives. The staff had been a list of IP men with a slender sprinkling of accountants. And the sixty-three million dollar structure was to be a bank without advertising of any sort. Usually such a venture is planned and published months in advance. This had sprung up suddenly with a strange quietness. Almost silently Buck Kendall led the way to the laboratory. A small metal tank was supported in a peculiar piece of apparatus, and from it led a small platinum pipe to a domed apparatus made largely of insulum. A little pool of mercury, with small red crystals floating in it, rested in a shallow hollow surrounded by heavy conductors. "'That's it, Tom. I wanted to show you first what we have and why I wanted all that mercury. Within three weeks every man, woman, and child in the system will be clamoring for mercury metal. That's the perfect accumulator.' Quickly he demonstrated the machine, charging it and then discharging it. It was better than 99.95% efficient on the charge, and was 100% efficient on the discharge. Physically, any metal will do. Technically, mercury is best for a number of reasons. It's a liquid. I can, and do it in this, change a certain quantity, and then move it up to the storage tank. Charge another pool and move it up. In discharge I can let a stream flow in continuously if I required a steady, terrific drain of power without interruption. If I wanted it for more normal service I'd discharge a pool, drain it, refill the receiver, and discharge a second pool. Thus mercury is the metal to use. Do you see why I wanted all that metal?" "'I do, Buck. Lord, I do!' gasped Farragut. That is the perfect power supply. No, confounded, it isn't. It's a secondary source. It isn't primary. We're just as limited in the supply of power as ever. Only we have increased our distribution of power. Lord knows we're going to need a power supply badly enough before long. Buck relapsed into moody silence. What, asked Farragut, looking around him, does that mean? It was McLaurin who told him of the stranger ship and Kendall's interpretation of its meaning. Slowly Farragut grasped the meaning behind Buck's strange actions of the past months. The Lunar Bank, he said slowly, half to himself, staffed by trained IP men, experts in expert destruction. Buck, you said something about the profits of this venture. What did you mean? Buck smiled. We're going to stick up IP to the extent necessary to pay for that fort, er, uh, bank, on Luna. We'll also boost the price so that we'll make enough to pay for those ships I'm having made. The public will pay for that. I see. And we aren't to stick the price too high and just make money? That's the general idea. The IP Appropriations Board won't give you what you need, Commander, for real improvements on the IP ships. They won't believe Kendall, therefore they won't. What did you mean about gamma rays, Buck? 
Mercury will stop them, and the commander here intends to have the refitted ships built so that the engine room and control room are one and completely surrounded by the mercury tanks. The men will be protected against the gamma rays. Won't the rays affect the power stored in the mercury? Perhaps release it? We tried it, of course, and while we can't get the intensities we expect, we can't really make any measurements of the gamma-ray energy impinging on the mercury. It seems to absorb and store that energy. What's next on the program, Buck? Finish those ships I have building, and I want to do some more development work. The stranger will return within six months now, I believe. It will take all that time and more for real refitting of the IP ships. How about more forts, or banks, whatever you want to call them? Mars isn't protected. Mars is abandoned, replied General Logan seriously. We haven't any too much to protect old Earth, and she must come first. Mars will, of course, be protected as best the IP ships can, but we're expecting defeat. This isn't a case of glorious victory. It will be a case of hard-won survival. We don't know anything about the enemy except that they are capable of interstellar flights and have atomic energy. They are evidently far ahead of us. Our battle is to survive till we learn how to conquer. For a time, at least, the strangers will have possession of most of the planets of the system. We do not think they will be able to reach Earth because Commander McLaurin here will withdraw his ships to Earth to protect the planet and the great lunar bank will display its true character. End of Part 6